We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years Radio. We are recording on the Green Room app as we do after all Warriors games. And Andy Lou, are you good? Are you? Ba- We're back from Vegas. Are you alive? <sighs> look, look. The people are going to have to listen to me talk for the next half an hour or so. You can, you can hear it, Sam. I'm doing bad. I'm doing bad. This is this is. But it feels good to be back. This is better than I expected. This is. You were you were setting the bar low just so you could clear it, you know. You're you're like the you're like the guy who set the bar like an inch above the ground. So when he cleared it, you're like, see, see, I'm it's not like, as look, bad as you thought. It's like, look, I'm only gonna get the half the quota, and then at the end of the year, you end up <laughs> just at the number, so you look great. You know, that's that's how it goes. That's how you succeed in the corporate world, wasn't? And summer league was fun. Shout out to everyone I met when I was there. Everyone uh, we met in Vegas. Um, the Warriors Summer League is officially over, though. Uh, Jonathan Kuminga did not play the last game. Light Years' favorite player, Justinian Jessup, went off in the last game. Uh, but, but, like, I mean, who cares? Moody sat the, the fourth game. Kuminga sat the fifth game. Now that the full Summer League experience has ended, where are you at with the players you saw? Oh, man, one of the most fun Summer Leagues that I've seen in a long time. Uh, I mean... Uh, can I say that Kyle Guy was probably one of the most impressive players I saw just because I felt <laughs> like, I mean, I just, I just felt I like mean, the guy, dude can, the dude can shoot that ball. He can shoot, he can shoot and he's, fe- honestly, he's fearless. He's never going to score over anyone in the paint as we saw. He can't even do it in some summer league. Not really a passer because he scored first guy, but he could get past guys a little bit. Like I didn't look, I don't want to start this podcast off, podcast off with Kyle Guy, but like, he was kind of the coolest part of of watching summer league. Like, good for him, good for him. But one of the more fun teams that we've seen with the Warriors in a long time. Like, I, I gotta admit, I don't know if I had high expectations for for Kaminga come in. I thought like cool, but like he made some plays where you know we got to start there, right? You got to start. Everything starts and ends with Kaminga. The summer league is really is really where it's at. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk a lot about him because I he's gonna be on this roster and. The two things that stand out to me are the skill set, which includes his athleticism. Like he is, he has every tool and um, the confidence. 
those are the two things that I see when I see it there. I'm like, he, he's going to be raw. I mean, I don't even think he shot 40% in the summer league, but neither did Steph Curry. So I, I don't really put too much stock into like four preseason or summer league games. Sure. But like, yes, he's got to figure out how to shoot the ball. He's got to get better decision-making. Uh, but like, he's got, he's got the total package. And I think my favorite thing about him is uh, he carries himself like he's a star, man. Where I'm curious to see what happens when, uh, when Steve Kerr and, and the coaching staff is like, buddy, we're, we're trying to win games here. You don't, you don't get to just take 20 shots and, um, and we lose and everything's okay. <laughs> you know, the expectations are a little higher. I'm curious if he's still got that confidence. Well, I feel like Jordan Poole is a decent comparison for that particular part of Kaminga. Um, the kind of the, the confidence and how the Warriors are going to have to manage that because Jordan Poole, super confident player, but we saw that he lost a lot of it. Um, and, and really, you know, he had a really cool last season, especially the second half. But let's be honest, Sam, he was awful in the beginning. And the only reason why he was good in the second half was when he, he got back down to the G League and he got that confidence back. So you either attribute that to, I don't know, the G League coaching staff or, or you attribute that to Steve Kerr. I don't know who. Like, I, maybe they changed this. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't like he started that second season super confident. So I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen with Kaminga, right? But you're right. How is it going to work when Kaminga is going to be the guy that wants to do what he did in summer league? But, like, Sam, that's not winning basketball. And you kind of can't get mad at him for it because he's 19 years old and a rookie. So he's not going to play winning basketball. Yeah, he's not, but he's not. How are they going? How are they going to leverage that? I, I don't. Well, know. also, he's. I mean, they're not going to put the ball in his hands at the top of the key, uh, like he's <laughs> no, like he's Kobe. So. No, I, so. I mean, there's there's a couple yeah. players on the main roster who uh, who are better than him at least right now. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. But I think from a Warrior fan perspective, what we saw in summer league was like, yeah, that talent's not a question mark here. He has. He has that and then some. He has athleticism. He has the size. I think he's a legit 6'8". Um, he can handle a little bit. He shot needs some work, but he's it's not terrible. Um, and he definitely has some vision. Again, has to clean it all up and get it to a level that's uh, high enough to play at a winning level. But like... When you watch him, you're like, this guy has has all the tools to be like the two-way wing who's kind of the focal point of your team. Yeah, um, I agree. Now, some of the other stuff is I, I, I am a little concerned how much growth he's going to be able to get on the big league roster. Because I felt like James Wiseman last season, he just needed to play minutes. And it became increasingly difficult when it's like, well, you can't play winning basketball with him on the court. And I feel the same way. Yeah, you, either, you either play him or you chase a win, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like that. That. That's my. It, you can't. You can't do the ten, fifteen minutes a game and expect him to grow at a level that's that he's going to be ready to be awesome two years from now. I, I just. I. I. I, I want to be optimistic, Sam, but I want to temper it that way because just the more I think about it, the more I'm like. <sighs> I, he can't really play G League again, which is where he played 30 minutes a game, but he's not going to play more than 15, 10 minutes in the big leagues, right? That, that's, so that makes it difficult. McWalters in the, uh, in the mentions goes, what, a, what about against scrub teams, though? And that's kind of the thing we did with Wiseman last year. Like, Wiseman looked good against Detroit, Cleveland, those teams who were like at his level. Uh, but then when they start playing better teams, he either looked awful or he got his minutes cut. 
So yeah, um, and then you got two of them, right? Because then now you're the Warriors don't look like they're gonna get a big guy, so they're relying a little bit on Wiseman getting some of those minutes. So that's two of those guys. But but anyway, that that's preseason preview stuff. Let, let's go. Let's go. Are we done with Kaminga? We can go maybe move yeah. forward to some of the other players. Let's uh let, let's touch on Moody real quick, and then let's keep moving. Uh, Moody, I, I have. I have a hard time believing he's a teenager. He like, um, you know, some of the skill stuff I can see, like he's going to clean some stuff up with his handle, et cetera. But like the dude just plays like such a vet for better or worse. like understands how to move into space, understands defensive team concepts, can shoot the ball. Like I, I think Sam, he literally got slower and slower as summer league went along. And I'm not sure how much that affected his game. Like, I felt like he just played the exact same way. And if anything, he was a little better game by game. I, I think I saw that he shot almost 50% from three, at least 40% from three throughout the, the entire that's right. summer league. Which is, I mean, that's that's what you want for a guy that's, I mean, he's really just going to play kind of the same role. I didn't really see him do anything out of the ordinary. Um, and these Now, there were times where you felt like uh, you're, he's not going to be able to get by a guy here or he's not going to be able to finish here. But I'm like, uh, he's not really. He probably not going to do any of that in the big league. So, I mean, if he's going to come out and he's going to shoot like 38 percent from three in the in in the in the big leagues, that's a guy where I think I'm not so concerned about him playing 10 to 15 minutes a game. Like, I think he'd be able to give decent minutes at 10 to 15 minutes a game. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, um, I think there might be a little more upside there, but maybe not. But at minimum, the Warriors, the Warriors got a base hit with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he will be able to play in the rotation. Um, whether it's the, the beginning of the season or the middle of the season, I'm, I'm probably going to say middle of the season is more realistic. But like, he will be a guy who's an NBA rotation player and help you in certain ways in that capacity. It's like I don't know that I see any sort of upside higher than that. But at minimum, I can't. I just can't see Moses Moody busting out of the league. You know? I yeah. I mean, I tell you what. If if Michael Mulder is going to be on this team, I'd rather see Moses Moody play minutes that Mulder is going to play. And Mulder, like he won't really even play games sometimes. But if he come in, he'd just be a hey, shoot some threes and you know see if something good happens. Like if like I just I don't yeah, see if you're feeling it. exactly. And it's like give me Mulder. I I just rather see Michael Mulder out there if he if you're going to need a guy that throw him out there for ten minutes. G- give me that guy and, and maybe not over Damian Lee. I'm like I, Damian Lee's pretty good. He's he's a really good eighth, ninth, tenth guy. So I'd probably rather rather see Lee if you're trying to win basketball games. But yeah, I mean Muda, I, wow Muda. I sound like Barkley right now, or I sound like Perkins right now. But yeah, I, I'd rather Modimus, Modimus. <laughs> yeah, God, that. <laughs> I was gonna say save me, save me. Every oh, every so time that. I every time I think of the Moody pick, I just have Perkins like short circuiting. It's it was the funniest thing I ever seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to hit on um, do you want to Ooh, hit on, we, on GP two? Uh, GP two. How about how about Jessup? Jessup because he had a good he had a fun this the uh, fun game in this one. Do you think he got better throughout every single game that we watched? Like once he kind of got acclimated to, I wouldn't call it NBA speed, but let's just say kind of fringe yeah. NBA speed, right? Didn't it yeah. feel that way? It did. And my other take on Jessup is uh, he Steve he's tailor made for Steve Kerr's system because. He's he's got high IQ. He knows how to move off the ball. He can do a little bit with the ball, but like he makes quick decisions. Like if he if he has a if he has a step on a man, he'll drive. 
Otherwise, he's going to kick the ball immediately. But if you put him in a team where guys are isoing, he's just kind of standing around. So I, I, my thought on him was he's meant to play in this type of system. Yeah. I mean, he I, definitely got, I definitely got better. That, that, was, that was the part where it's like he, he looked really rattled, um, where it looked like he wasn't ready. But I mean, it's impressive to come back and not be, uh, not, not be shook the rest of the way, right? And by, by the time that Summer League ended in this game, I'm watching and I'm like, damn, he's coming off screens like Clay Thompson. He's shooting them just straight up. Just no hesitation, right? One dribble pull-ups. Like, that was pretty cool to see. I mean, I, I you know, Kyle Guy still look better if you're looking at a guy that can shoot. Yeah, but Kyle, Kyle Guy's six, Kyle guy's, Kyle guy's six feet tall. Jessup's a legit six six. So yeah, I just, that's uh to I I just don't I don't care in that perspective because it's just not like Jessup's playing defense, he's so damn slow. Uh, but point taken. <laughs> point taken. Six inches is six inches. Uh but the uh, the other thing, I, the other thing is Kyle Guy jumps so damn high. Uh, but you think you think Jessup? Yeah, he's Kyle, Kyle, right? He's Kyle Guy's not a bad agent, or he's not a um, he's not a bad athlete. All things considered, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Jessup's going back to Australia. I think there's a chance he ends up on a two way. Um, I know it was put out there that the Warriors can't sign him to a two way, but technically they can waive him and then sign him to a two way. It's like a loophole type of thing, so. It's not actually true that they can't sign him to the two-way. He would just have mm. to want to do it. So C- CBA, Sam, coming out for you. Dunked on Sam. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if, I were him, if I were him, I don't know what I'd do. Huh. Well, I don't know if he has that offer, but I do know like there are ways around that stuff, and uh, that's one of them. So mm. we'll see. I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's more likely he probably ends up in Australia for a year, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I want to hit on GP3 for one second and then get to the schedule stuff. Yeah. GP's got his um, guaranteed eight move back. So it seems like they're going to let him fight it out for the last spot in the roster. I don't think it's going to be like, uh, I, I think it's going to be GP2 versus Mulder. How do you feel about that? Ooh, for the last spot on the roster. They're saying now, yeah, first off, I'm I do think they have an, yeah. they have a chance to sign someone else in there. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I my opinion is that I'm a little disappointed that they're not setting finding someone on the on the free agency market where you could just get someone with a vet men. But it's not like there's a difference maker out there anyway, so I'm not really that mad about it. So if it's GP two or Molder, you really have to believe that Michael Molder is a forty percent three point shooter with volume that can make shots consistently because he's so bad defensively and he really doesn't <laughs> do anything else. Right, so. With GP2, and, and I, I think I just, I've seen Mulder. I just don't think there's anything left there for me to get excited about. Um, with GP2, he could be so good defensively that I always compare him to maybe a guard version of Juan Scano Anderson that you could yeah. say, you could throw him out there on random. Like, Again, it's not like he's playing 15 minutes a game. Just throw him out there on a random night. No, he's, night he he's is, making threes. He is the type of player you can play, not play for three games in a row and then throw him out there for five minutes and like <laughs> he changes the flow of the game. I know exactly. There's just, it's not the easiest type of player to find. Yeah. I mean, he could be like, yeah, you could come in and maybe this night against the Detroit Pistons, the Warriors are struggling. He comes out there and he puts a pet Bev kind of vibe out there, right? Like makes a couple game changing defensive plays, sticks a three here or there and kind of plays next to step a little bit. Maybe comes off the bench and do that. I, I think I'd rather see Gary Payton on the teams. Yeah. I think the answer is actually comes down to the jump shot for both of them. You got to believe Mulder is a 45% three-point shooter if you're going to choose oh him. 
Oh, boy. And you got to believe Gary Payton Jr. is – I don't care about his percentage. you got to believe he can stick an open shot if he's standing on the perimeter. So, obviously, the, the, the bar is higher for Mulder as a shooter. But, like, the way I see it, Mulder only sticks on this roster if his shooting is so good. It's like, we can't cut that guy, right? Because they got Damian Lee. They got mm-hmm. Moses Moody, who looks like he could do a lot of the same things. Yeah. Mulder has to be like a – a shooter who matters, you know, he has to be like a uh, JJ Redick or somewhere like we're not cutting him. I don't, I don't care if his skill sets redundant. We're not cutting. Still him. a free agent, by the way. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Gary Payton, second, you know, you're signing him for his defense and all the other things he does, but he has to be able to hit an open shot. Like the, he would be on an NBA roster if people thought he could shoot thirty five percent, right? So for me, it's if if Michael Mulder can hit. Just open jumpers. Like, I don't need him shooting off of screens. Actually, he's not going to shoot off screens anyway. Like, I don't even do any of that. I don't even do any of that stuff. I just need him to hit an open jumper. And then I'm with you. I take him because, especially with Moody being on this team and already having Damian Lee and obviously getting a clay back and then adding Otto Porter, I don't know that they need a shooter. I think having uh, GP3 adds that, like, extra element or GP2 adds that extra element of defense. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a little little bit more fuel in uh, in Gary Payton's game. I mean, just son of a son of an NBA player, he's gonna have a little bit more fuel. Understand understand the game a little bit better. You just watch him, and you're like, damn, he just it looks like he knows how to play basketball a lot more than than really what you're gonna get from someone like Michael Mulder. Michael Mulder, I just never felt like he knew how to play. Like it would always right. be like a random drive to the hole, and he'd miss. A, I don't think I've ever seen him make a layup, or it just be. Or just be him defensively not knowing where to be. Again, the Michael Boulder story is awesome. I mean, the guy was undrafted and all of that. It's just, look, man, I, it, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's relatively easy. Um, I guess I have a little bit more faith in Gary Payton, but uh, also be a cool story. <laughs> That's the other thing. Be a cool story if he's on the team. I'm rooting for him. All right, let's talk schedule real quick. The Warriors will open against the Lakers in Staples. So, we're going to open with Steph going six for 20 and then everyone being like, is he washed? See, he's not that good. Like, wait, I already know how it's going to happen. Like, every season has to start the same. Then, then Dame will talk some some shit and then he, Dame's going to get a god-normous amount of points dropped on his head because that's what Steph does. Is there any player who has just, just I mean, do you even worry about Dame with Steph? Like, it's just always, like, even if Dame gets the better of him once, you're like, He's going to regret this next game. Yeah, I mean, Dame, Dame, random Dame conversation we're getting into, but uh, love Dame, but he's the type of, he he is essentially just the poor, poor man's version of Steph. That's that's the thing. Like, everything Dame does great, Steph does greater, and then Steph also plays defense and then also plays off ball. Like, when you're just, Steph's just a complete basketball player, and um and so I'm, I'm excited to see him. So first game. Yeah, the most the most casual comment you can ever hear is like, Replace Steph with Dame. I'm like, replace Steph with Dame, and they're the 11 seed. It's not that close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just. I mean, we've and I. I love Dame as a player. I think he's phenomenal. But it's like, it's one. It's it's like the hipster take that has no merit behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, they kind of have the same highlights. Is really what it is. So, yeah, it's like they, they it's both really pull up, They both pull up from 30. Um, they're yeah, they're fun. You know, it's that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Then we got uh we got what Phoenix on Christmas and I think this could actually be pretty fun. Uh, I think it's a great matchup, particularly since I think Clay's going to be back. 
Uh, maybe not a, you know, maybe not off minute. He probably won't be off minute restriction. Not maybe. Like I no feel chance, very confident, no chance, right? Very confident he won't. But like, yeah, you get a little, uh, you get a little Warrior Suns. I feel like there's a lot of like mirror images between the team when you consider like, well, you know, the Warriors decided they wanted Wiseman to be Aiton and like all sorts of stuff <laughs> like that, right? So I, very interesting matchup. I I did not see that one coming. So when I saw Nets Lakers on Christmas, I was like, huh, because I thought you know. Warriors, Lakers, Christmas, book it, right? Just every yeah. year, book it. Well, Steph, LeBron, book it every year. But they went LeBron Durant. Can't argue against that. So I was like, oh, I wonder who they're going to throw. Who are they going to throw the Warriors up against? CP3, that makes sense. It makes sense. Steph, CP3 is fun. That's That's been a little bit of a, ri- a rivalry. I can't really say because Steph hasn't lost since the first time. But fun. And you're talking about mirror images. Every time you hear people talking about the Warriors being contenders again, they talk about it in the vein of the Phoenix Suns, right? So I agree with you. That's who people are saying, well, Wiseman could be Aiden, uh, you know, Clay Thompson or, or Ish could be kind of like Booker where he's, the, where he's the Robin a little bit. And then you got Mikel Bridges and hopefully that Mikel Bridges like Wiggins or Moses Moody or something yeah, like Bo- that, right? Yeah. I was going to be like, a different type by, of the way, Bo- by the way, Booker's better than CP3. Sorry, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not standing for I, the whole CP3, uh, media tour last year like really made me sick it, i didn't like it was, it. it it was embarrassing uh actually it because was, I, was like, yeah. I was just like all, all dudes draymond with an elbow jumper like relax well the thing with cp3 is nobody really cares about him nobody really gives right. a crap about about cp3 um but people try to make us care so yeah very interesting matchup and feels like to me that this is the uh western conference second tier type of matchup because you got la at one and then you got everybody else under them. And I think this is kind of the two best teams. At, so, at some point, we're going to talk about LA, but it's not going to be today. I'm not, I'm, I just don't even know what to make of them. Like, yeah, I don't know if the I moves, really they, I don't know if the moves they made make them better or worse. They just made them flashier. That's like, anyway. Isaiah Thomas, they're working out. Like, what is going on over there? And people, or his fans are like, well, pick up Isaiah Thomas. Like, I don't know. Like, I think they're just doing it because it looks cool. Like, yeah. It's, they built a Twitter team, it feels like. congrats yeah exactly we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, question time. Jacob, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, Sam. Um, I had a question. Um, don't know if you guys got to see him much. He didn't get too much playing time, but I'm a uh, Pepperdine graduate and wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on Colby Ross. Ooh. Oh, my goodness, Co- Sam. That's, Co- it's just all you. I'm throwing you on the spot because I feel like you know everyone. <laughs> no, this one's, this one's for you. I was doing my own thing. I'm so I'm so sorry, Jacob. I thought he was. Uh, I got him mixed in with uh, McLaughlin like half the time, uh, and then I saw your question in the chat earlier, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm gonna get lost." I, I I can't help you on that one, brother, because I just got him mixed up with some other guys on the team. We'll say this didn't really pop off the page, so sorry. Yeah, I was, I, my my honest answer is like, yeah, he he didn't really get minutes that mattered. Like if we're talking about Warrior players who I noticed in summer league and and actually the better way to put it is who the warriors were trying to give run to. They were trying to give run to GP two Kuminga, Moody, Jessup. Um, What's his name? Uh, Cam Oliver got a good decent run. Mawube and um, McLaughlin was definitely the guy that the front office was trying to get to see. So and obviously I forgot Kyle guy in there, but yeah, I feel like uh, Kyle guy. Yes, he is your guy. He's not my guy. I <laughs> should, dude. The dude's gonna p- get picked up on a ten-way mid-season and score thirty in a game and win a game for a team, and it's gonna be really obnoxious. Um, but yeah, keep moving. Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, nothing much. Um, yeah, I-, I was thinking about this. Why not start Moody? Um, just. Put him around the starters. Put him around the veterans. He's no worse than Damian Lee, I don't think. And it lets Poole be the backup bench creator. And it lets him play with veterans to learn the game. Draymond would love him, I think. And as far as Kaminga goes, yeah, the catch-and-shoot jumper looks fine. It's when he goes to anything off the dribble, it looks completely broken. I do not want him to touch an off-the-dribble jumper for like five years. And as far as the Lakers go, they are built like the ball-don't-stop team. That's the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a perfect and <laughs> thank you, Ryan. That's 
<laughs> they're the, the team Hooper. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's really that's why I call it the Twitter you, team. It's it's so go, go your mid range game, step back game over your left foot, <laughs> left shoulder over your left right shoulder. <laughs> um, no, to Ryan's question, I we need to calm down with Moody a little bit, guys. Uh, I would not be surprised if Moody started eventually, but like doing it in summer league, doing it in college, and doing it versus NBA players are a different thing. I think he's I think he's going to catch up to NBA game really quick, but that doesn't mean day one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, as as resident biggest Moses Moody fan, I, I agree. We we do have to we we got to give these these guys some time. We got to see how they look. In, this was summer league. I mean, Charlie Kaminga shot. Look, I know you said you know it's only four games, but the guy shot under forty percent. Like, I just like, guys, let, let's let's calm down a little bit. The highlights are incredible. Same with James Wiseman, but uh, we got to watch these guys play a little bit more, and we can't just expect these guys to be awesome day one, no matter how much <laughs> the Warriors. Which goes back, which goes back to our overall point, which is like stop putting this many rookies on a team you want to compete. But that's another podcast, and one we will do many times this year, I'm sure, <laughs> and one we've done many times. So, <laughs> what what would you like them to do, Andy? <laughs> next caller next caller I like Francis what's up man today. what's going on so uh, unrelated question where is Ethan Strauss uh, where is he hiding Ooh, I will take this one with the Taliban taking over Ethan is in a bunker somewhere no. um, <laughs> holy shit I did my thoughts to Afghanistan really. just to be honest um, it's really tragic, but anyway, uh, Ethan is probably on vacation doing his own thing. Got some stuff percolating. He's a little too big time for the summer league crowd. You know, it's, as much as I hate to say it, he's, he's, uh, he's beyond the days of summer league, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say, I mean, he did write a sweet article about, um, Legary, Mitch, Legary, uh, is it Mitch Legary or am I thinking Mitch McGarry, uh, from shout out Michigan. Um, but he did write a good article about some of the league way back. But yeah, maybe Warren Legary. Warren, there we go. I'm yes, we will get we game. will get we will get Ethan on the pod at some point. Um, for better or worse, at least ten percent of you will hate it, but you know that's okay. We will let Ethan break his own news and tell us what what he's been up to at some point. I'm I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, we will do that. Flip, what's up, man? You got a Flip. rave lineup as his AV? Incredible. I mean, he's an, he's an Andy Lou fan. Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, Flip? <laughs> hey, uh, so could you guys see uh, Moody getting sent to the G League? I do not think that he deserves a roster spot for next season. I'm just going to be honest. I really why not? To our Ocal guy. Why not? Well, so, so first first off, they can give both a roster spot. So I don't, it's not an either-or situation. But tell us why you think Moody can't play on the big league roster right now. I, I just think, just first of all, uh, just watching him, I feel like he might, just by the games that I've seen, have confidence issues. And then he did a, a, a pre-interview today, and he said something like, uh, just trying to figure out uh, how to play in the NBA or something like that. Like, th- that's just not something that you say. That, that shouldn't even come out your mouth. Like, I, I don't know. He... I mean, I, I was I was also a guy who said that uh, Pool looked like trash a couple years ago. 
Hey, I got <laughs> so, one with you. Hey, hey, that, that, that's, you. hey that's everyone on the show. I'm yeah, the so, same thing. I mean, now, I, now, I just have low tolerance. <laughs> now, Flip, I, I'm with you on the uh, – sometimes you want a guy that – actually, most of the time you want a guy that's, you know, confident 100% of the time. With Moody – and I think that's Kaminga, actually. But with Moody, it does feel like he's more speaking from a, hey, I understand how hard it's going to be, right? Like, I, I don't know if it's a, I have confidence issues, but I, I don't know. I think James Wiseman could be someone you could say is like, man, you, you do kind of, he's a little more reserved, a little less, you know, outspoken. And you kind of don't want to mess up his confidence, especially with guys he's young, right? I think that's really the important point is, is no matter how confident they are, if you mess up their confidence this young, man, you really kind of throw away the career. I don't know if that's Moody's fault. I think that's kind of up to the. I agree with him I mean, here. I, I mean, but look at Jordan Poole when you, once you sent him to the G League. I mean, now he's balling. Yeah, that's an inter- flip. That is an interesting point. I want. I want to. So I'm wondering. I I kind of feel like they may need to send Kuminga and Wiseman at various points to G League, but I'm not. I'm not convinced Moody is the guy who needs that. I I feel like Moody. His game is just—he's such a role player, you know what I'm saying, Andy? Yeah, like he really he, is. He, he really and and he—and he's—he understands how to play off other guys. But like, obviously, if he struggles, send him to the G League. You know, like I'm not gonna say no to that. I, I think they would too. The problem is, you really gonna send Kaminga and Wiseman to top ten picks the G League? Like, do you really? Like, that's the part where it's like, is Joe Lacob gonna allow that? Uh, just have I'm just honest. have eighteen, just have like seventeen million in the G League. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, and how much is that in taxes, right? And you do the math. It's like, man, I don't. It makes sense. I mean, I would. I, I would have played Wiseman in the G League this, after the season last year. But this is one of those things where, like, I hate the fact that, like, the G League's, uh, like, there's a stigma around it in the NBA. Like, I wish it was just kind of like uh, like, like baseball AAA, where it's like you send, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you send a guy to the AAA, it's not a big deal. But, like, you send a top 10 pick to the G League, everyone's like, what's wrong with him? What's going on? I mean, you know, it's like. I mean, like Evan Longoria just played in the AAA in a rehab assignment, which is what every vet does, right? And like right. that's completely normal. But like, can you imagine if actually stuck their practice with the G League? Remember or that? you can, or, or you, or you back. can, yeah, you can. Even, or the better way to put it is like someone like Joey Bart, who was a high pick, and he's just bouncing between AAA and the big leagues, and more AAA these days. But it's like it might it's, not be very good. There, well, there's not a stigma around it. Yeah, where like right. high draft picks, whereas in the NBA, high draft picks, it's like. Ooh, if they're not playing, there's got to be something wrong there, you know? Yeah, I, I think the good the good part is you got Kaminga who played in the G League before uh, and and didn't play in college. Now he only played a few games, but like I think that would be good for now. That's for future NBA players, but like playing playing in the G League before going to the NBA is much better than playing college. That's for damn sure. I think right. I, that's I don't know. I I agree with you. All right, let's uh let's get uh old. Pastor John on here and call. There it we go. Hey yo, McWalters, what's up, man? Thanks for the summer league coverage. Yeah, hey, that was interesting. Thoughts sending Kaminga to the G League got me thinking. Like, it's too bad we're not in fully in FIBA and we could just send guys on loan. You imagine if we could like loan out, right. you know, white to one of the crap teams in the NBA. Just be like, oh hey, yeah, you go on loan play center while while, while our team actually goes and tries to win. I mean, I'm sure Oklahoma would do something like that. If they could, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna be like, send them to Orlando for two years to on loan. Yeah, seriously. But like, I mean, that's how they get people better in freaking soccer. But 
It doesn't work here. And I don't know if Cindy Moody would actually help. He's supposed to be the ready-made of the two. I mean, what do you, what's the guy think of Kaminga? Do we cut him? I mean, if Moody can't play and Kaminga's closer? like I, that, that, Yeah, but Moody, I, I just want to say, it's just because Moody plays an old man game doesn't mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. He needs work. But that doesn't mean he can't get his work in against scrubs and second units. He seems like he's ready-made for that, play in the corner, move the ball around, cut it way more than like Jessup or Gary Payton the second or my man Kyle Guy who won't make the Warriors will probably torch us in some game when he's playing for Oklahoma. So, yeah, we'll Absolutely. see. But I thought overall, I thought Summer League was good. We Look who Kaminga looks strong. We should be, you know, we should be stoked about that. I'm looking forward to a smacking down the Lakers on opening night, their team looks like they went to the Back to the Future machine trying to make it work. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. And we get the Suns on Christmas. Hey, that's a bonus right there. We all know we're going to smoke those guys. Lakers. This is great. Andy Lou, Lakers starting three guys older than me. Like, I don't even know how it's possible. <laughs> well, you know, LeBron's going to play until Bronny can make it. So, you know, he's just, he's just keeping the <laughs> roster fresh so he can rotate through. Let's let's hope they don't enjoy the nightlife too long because those hangovers. I mean, shoot, I don't care if you're top one percent athletes, man. They are Andy. Oh, that's Ooh. right. We got we got to throw us out here. Happy birthday, Andy Lou. Serious. A couple Happy days removed. McWalters, <laughs> we appreciate you, Andy Lou. Finally crossing the thirty threshold. Now an adult. <laughs> voice is dropped. You can hear in his voice. He can't even. He can't even. He can't even yell the way he used to. Look, look, when, when did when did we meet each other? Like 10 years ago now almost? Jesus, it's been a long time, yeah. eight years ago. But I remember when I used to talk to you and say, God, it feels good to have no hangovers. I'm in my early 20s. We were having, <laughs> at least I was having fun. And you were always, you know, you always letting me know of here are the things that are going to happen as you go. <laughs> here we are. We got another at least 10 years of the Light Years podcast coming to the fans and the loyal listeners and uh, they're gonna have to watch me reach 40 Sam. Um, but yes thank you i yeah, they appreciate can't, you they can't get rid of you i'm sorry <laughs> even joe montana ha- even joe montana <laughs> didn't retire <laughs> andy happy birthday everyone appreciate you for coming in we'll be back soon Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.